the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. It's uh, January, February, March, April. <laughs> it's April 8th today, 2023. What day is it? Where um, are Sunday, you? Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. And yeah. my wife, whose his job is to take care of me today and, and make sure that I do everything right and don't get in any trouble. She happens to have a microphone on, so... Um, watch out for yeah just watch <laughs> out just watch out 602-508-0960 if you have a car question a car problem a car argument with your brother your mother your sister your aunt your uncle and you want somebody to settle it then the two of us will settle it one way or the other we've been in the car repair business together since 1979 we got married before that she, you worked at the bank mm-hmm. i was a policeman and in 1979 we opened up our first repair shop which happened to be a mobile gas station in Ahwatukee, and then we morphed into where we're at today today when you go to our shop um you might walk in the front counter and be dealt with by a young lady and that's our daughter andy she spent her entire life <laughs> in the shop and and so she actually runs the shop but she's the ceo cfo and her biggest problem is her older brother who's handling the shop itself but between the two of them they do a good job they do they make it true a good package um andy's kind of like my mom mm-hmm. r- real focused and stuff and and i asked her not too long ago you know what's it like when you meet the the muscular guy on the other side of the counter and and you say you know what what can i do she says they oftentimes talk really you know well it's got a check engine light and then it's got a code 32 and this is what i've done and i said so what do you do during that period of time and she says i write down everything they say mm-hmm. and um and and i says how often are they right about the direction of travel and the direction of diagnosis and the and the ultimate repair and she said, well, that's where the service writer comes in because the service writer, we write down what the customer says and on, the, on the remarks section of the work order in plain view of everybody, and then the service writer writes down what the technician did to fix the car. I said, how often do they match? And she goes, almost never. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, that's, that's, there's, there's nothing um, that we're trying to create a problem. It's, it's just that the diagnostic process is quite different for us than it is for them. You yes. run into the same thing on the front counter? Yes, or they look over at you and they are eyeing the men that are sitting behind you <laughs> that they think they want to talk to rather than talking to me or Andy. Oh, okay. So you're talking about like the service writers and stuff like that? Yes. Okay, because yeah. there's other men and uh, other women inside there. Yeah. But it is a difficult thing, but they don't understand um, 79, 80, 20, 23. We've been working on the car repair business together in, for 43 years. Yes. And and. I would imagine you've hundred hundreds of thousands, if not a million, phone calls. Oh yes. 
and 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 the and and it's it's for me it's the same way though because on the radio when I've been doing radio since 1988 in the valley the radio is really symptoms let's right. talk symptoms um we've got a friend of ours that's got a Ford truck a diesel truck and he's been working on it now since he was 10 years old trying to get it fixed yeah and uh and so he's going to take it to Nate Strictly Diesel, a good guy who knows diesels like nobody else up on uh, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. And I said to him, don't tell him that you read something in Google and don't tell him what didn't work and don't tell him what to do. Mm -hmm. Just give him the keys and tell him what the symptoms are. That's all I want you to do. He goes, why? He needs that. And I said, no, he doesn't need that and he doesn't want that. Just the symptoms, just the symptoms. How many times has someone come in and told us to balance their tires? A lot. And then they come back and say, you didn't do a good job. Yeah. And then we go drive it and we find out it's not a balanced tire uh, at all. It's an engine miss or it's something else. Yeah. And we usually say, why do you want your tires balanced? But sometimes if they just say it, we'll just do it and then (laughs) find out that that wasn't what it was, like you say. But we didn't really know that we were trying to fix anything. Right. It, we thought it was just a customer ask. So a customer says, change the oil and rotate the tires. That's what we do. Sure. Okay. There's no upsell at that point. There shouldn't be any upsell. You can't really, well, you need a transmission service based on your miles. You don't know that until you say, have you ever had a transmission service? But in reality, why don't you wait until the oil change is done? Because the technician's job is just to change the oil and the filter. What else does he have to do? Uh, just a general check over the tires and the belts and the hoses and all the fluids all the fluids and everything underneath the car he can see mm-hmm. so if he sees any kind of weeping and seeping in any oil situation or any oil hose or oil fitting he's to, he's to mention that right and these are this is the opportunity for us to do a three thousand five thousand ten thousand mile inspection of your car to let you know what you might be faced with down the road yes. it's not really it's unlike the minority of the shops in town it's not where it's an opportunity for you to take that 55 65 75 dollar oil change and blow it up to three thousand bucks worth of stuff you need yes and the most important question that 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 you ask them when you're at the front counter and stuff when they're talking about stuff is i I heard annie say it the other day tell me about the symptoms Tell me about the symptoms. Yes. And I think she was talk- there was an oil leak, and he wanted the oil lines changed. But in reality, that vehicle didn't have any oil lines. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, he had got on Google and figured out, or somebody said that it's probably the oil lines that are leaking. If it was transmission fluid, there are lines that do leak in transmissions, but not oil. And oil is color. Oh, kind of a brownish color. Golden. Brown to black. Yeah. And transmission fluid is? Red. Or pink, mm-hmm. yeah. And coolant is? Usually green, but sometimes now we have orange and a couple other colors. Yeah, too, we do. So, so the, all the fluids have a different color right. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And if you touch it or you put it on a paper towel and you bring us the paper towel, we can quickly tell you what it is. Yeah. And nobody does that but ladies. The guys will never do that. Okay. Oh, it's got a power steering wheel. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we got, uh, we've got a caller. And who might that be, Gil? Say good morning to Buddy. Buddy, good morning. Good morning. I have a question for you. Okay. For a suggestion, uh, I, I have a friend who has a 2006 Pontiac Grand Prix GT, and uh, she's uh, sending it back to uh, Minnesota uh, for the summer, and she's going to go along with it. And uh, she wants to take the car to someone, uh, a shop that will just check it over, check the fluids, uh, just make sure every there's nothing you know visibly wrong with the car. She hasn't had any trouble with it, but uh, you know just for safety's sake, she just wants to have it checked over. Do you have a shop that you could recommend for her to go to? 
Tell me a geographical area of the valley, and yes, I can. Yeah, uh, she's in Scottsdale and uh, around Shea and 96th Street. Okay. Um, we could send them to Blackwell at 40th and Greenway. Mm-hmm. Hold That's on just a second. Let me write that down. Okay. And um, 40th. I was thinking of Bell. And, or, and, yeah. Gre- and, and Greenway. Greenway. 40th and Greenway is Blackwell Automotive. And well, then writing going fast. To, okay. Blackwell. And automotive. And then south um, at the 101 in McDowell is Bell Automotive. Oh, I know that. And and Bell has been around since Jesus was a baby. I think they're the second or third generation of youngsters running the grandma and grandpa's and dad's businesses. Mm-hmm. And well, both of them... that's a recommendation. Both, yeah, well, I, I, I'm not going to tell you to go to somebody that I don't personally know and have their cell phone in my cell phone and that we don't talk regularly. Uh, you have to understand the risk associated with me giving out the name of a bad shop. <laughs> it's Usually I'm in, I'm in really big trouble. So and it turns into okay. big lawsuit, and all of a sudden they're subpoenaing the radio show tapes and all that other kind of stuff. So no, I take yeah. that seriously. So Bell yeah. Automotive to the south and Blackwell Automotive to the northwest, and those are the two and, good shops I would Bell, recommend. And Bell, yeah, Bell was one hundred and one in McDonald, McDowell. Yes, and it's it's just west of the one hundred and one on the north side of the street. The one hundred and one is like eighty eighth Avenue or eighty eighth Street, and I think they're at like eighty sixth Street. 8600 East McDowell or something like that. McDowell. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. I enjoy listening to your show. Okay. This is the first time I had a question for you. Okay. Let me just make a suggestion to you. Sure. Um, I think the conversation um, should sound similar to what you said. I'm getting ready to take a trip. I would like you to check all my fluids all my belts, all my hoses, all my tires, because those are the areas. You don't care about the heater and the air conditioning. You already know if that works or not. You don't want them to check the headlights, aim, and you don't want any of that other stuff going on. Just fluids, belts, hoses, tire inflation, thank you. And that's, that's I, I'm taking a trip, so it's a trip check, so to speak. And so exactly. let's define the square box so that we don't go crazy. They hand them a, an estimate for, neither one of the shops will do that that I told you, but shops oftentimes will give them an estimate for $125 or a, a sheet for $125 that says, here's a list of the things that you need to have fixed. And the list is $8,000 worth of work, and it's uh, 22 different items. And that's not what she's looking for. Absolutely. So... Well, right. again, and, thank you again. Oh, you know what? Hold on. My wife is sitting here next to me. Scottsdale and Lincoln is Bridwell Automotive. Scottsdale and Lincoln, Bridwell Automotive. I forgot all about them. Yeah, Bridwell Automotive. Closer, I think. And that's closer Bridwell. than Bell. And Bridwell Automotive, um, Bill Bridwell is a friend of mine. He knew Jesus Christ. That's how old he is. <laughs> and and he's he's been in the automobile repair business since when cars first came out. And his two boys now run that operation. So you're not going to talk to no spring chickens at that place, but you're going to talk to people who have hundreds of years of experience in car repair. Okay. Got, them, got all think, three down. Yeah, Thank I think they're again. the only gas station that uh, still pumps your gas for you. I think so. <laughs> Last time I talked to them, they had a they had I'll a gas down. station, and they still had a full-service island. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you very much, buddy. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Anybody in the wings? Gil? Bob, can I help you today, Bob? 
Yes, you can. I've got a, a vehicle, and it's got two outlets. One is is for uh, a cell phone or something like that. The other one looks like the old cigarette lighter, and it's got 12 on the cap that, that covers it. It's got 12 volt, and then it's got 120 watt. It's got 120 W. I presume that's watts. What can I run off of that? Anything you Doesn't want. Doesn't have like much power. Or, Anything that plugs into a cigarette lighter connection will work there because the, the 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 connection, the female part of it and the male part of it, they they usually have a fuse, and and anything that you can plug into the cigarette lighter. Now you can also take and they have a cigarette lighter thing you plug in, and then it has a USB port for your phone, and so it's yeah, going to drop the, the voltage from twelve to five. Yeah, um, the thing I'm yeah. Like a, a an air pump to pump up the tires and stuff like that. Really, what I'm talking about is uh, I haul some people and they've got a uh, a machine that produces oxygen for them, and you plug that thing in there when their battery runs low. And I don't know what it's drawn on uh, wattage or anything like that, but uh, I was concerned about overloading it. Okay, All right, I can help you with that. I can help you with that. I'm quite sure that the cigarette lighter's probably got a 15 or a 20 amp fuse on it. We're going to go to amps instead of watts. Okay? okay, so everything in your car is an amp. So your headlights are going to draw 15 amps. Your starter is going to draw anywhere from 80 to 100 amps. And so when you blow up all your lights on the car, maybe you're going to draw 15 amps. So it's not really a lot. Here's the, the, the bad news is, the good news is this. You plug it into the cigarette lighter, and everything should be fine. If it's got a 12 volt, then almost always the 12 volt plug the bullet that goes into the cavern um, is set for the same voltage that the car has because the only place a cigarette lighter appears is in a car, and I and yeah. I know I don't I can't be sure, but I, I'm betting it's a 20 amp circuit, 15 or 20 amp circuit on that. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to pop that fuse. That's the worst that's going to happen. Okay. And so then you'll take, go to your fuse panel, you'll take the cover off, you'll look, and it'll say cigarette lighter number 21, and you look at, and it's yellow, and you pull it out, and you look at it, and it's burnt. And you look at the cap, there's another yellow one there that's brand new, and you plug it back in. But you could also, if, you were, if this was going to be an ongoing thing, you could also have somebody, uh, like a repair shop, wire up a s- second circuit and bring it into the cab of the car, and put a 20 amp or a 30 amp circuit on that if this thing has that much capability. But if it's, we've plugged in some major stuff in our motorhome dashboard, mm-hmm. and we've never popped the fuse. No, I don't and, think And so. it's going to okay. be no different than that. So I don't know that I'd worry. You're not going to have a fire. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to pop the cigarette lighter fuse. Okay, not going to blow up any electronics or anything. I promise you, that's not the case. Okay, uh, that's a relief. I went to the owner's manual and I wasn't getting much information out of them on that. So, okay, anyway, I, and the 120 watts uh, didn't seem like I don't know what they're trying to tell us with that. But it, anyway, yeah, uh, I, I, I want to tell you something. We we've plugged in air pumps and cigarette lighters on our motorhome to pump up a motor a t- tire on our motorcycle. So yeah. I mean, and that's a much bigger demand than pumping air into somebody's lungs because we're we're putting yeah. sixty five pounds of pressure in the in yeah. the motorcycle yeah. tire. So no, I, 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 I you know, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to pop the fuse. The worst, and 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 the best condition you have Plan B. <laughs> and, and and really, what Plan B is is go buy a doggone twelve volt battery, and hook up his his generator to the twelve volt battery, and you're done because his generator is going to have a fuse too. 
but yeah. I, I just yeah. can't do the conversion of watts to amps right now. But I'm talking about 20 amp. The, the starters, everything in your car is between 20 and 30 amp draw, except the starters 180 yeah. or 200. Okay. So we're, we're talking you're way, way under that. Anyway, thank you very much, Bob. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Hey, folks, a cigar event with me for 960 The Patriot and AmFed Coin and Bullion. Food, drinks, cigars at a beautiful estate at the foot of Camelback Mountain. April 27th, cocktail reception at 6.30 p.m., followed by the main event at 7 p.m. Seth Leibson will interview me on a whole range of subjects from politics to culture. There is a very limited VIP meet and greet, but the whole event is limited. Go to 960thepatriot.com for tickets and details. I'll see you there. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities. I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. Wounded Warrior Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. I love you, too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight, too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. A couple of things. My wife uh, just reminded me that at the first time I said the starter drew 80 to 100 amps, and then the second time I said 180 to 200. And... Um, in the meantime, my head and my computer is spinning because I'm trying to con- thinking, can I convert his watts to amps? And then we're talking about voltage. And, and so the answer is, is it's probably a, a 100 to 200 amps on a starter, depending on if it's cranking over. The, the, the cranking system is cranking over a four-cylinder you know, VW motor or some big diesel motor or something like that. But on most cars and trucks, we're, we're looking for an amp draw when it's cranking over. So if it cranks over and it hardly moves and it's got 400 amps, mm-hmm. then the battery's good because it's got 400 amps, but the starter's not. Okay. So those are the kinds of things. But thank you for cleaning that up. Action Auto Repair is a good shop. He's at I-17 and Deer Valley Road. I've known Tom for many, many years. We've been friends, and I admire him because like most of the shops on my list we all know cars very well so it's not likely some snot-nosed technician that I hired day before yesterday is going to walk into my office and tell me which way the cow ate the cabbage and and because of that we have a mutual respect for one another and so it's not like that the that the technicians in the shop are dictating what's said on the front counter 
that's the where the problem typically lies is when the technician they tell the service writer he needs this 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 and this and the service writer goes and tells you you need this 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 and this and then you don't really know why and if you ask why they don't know why it's just the technician looking at your car what you don't have at that point is your owner's manual to see that he wants you to flush your cooling system at 30, but your manual calls for a 100,000-mile service or a 50,000-mile service or a 60,000-mile service. You just don't have that. So in that particular case, no matter who shop you're at, then if they have a recommendation, have them write it down on the ticket, write what you need and the price. And then that way you can look up and see if your owner's manual agrees with their analysis of your problem. And you know what's funny is... I got something. We we haven't gotten a new car for a while, obviously, years. And so we just got one. And they've already started telling me that it's almost time for my service. And I have like 2,000 miles on the car or whatever. And they also said, and when you come in, we'll give you a maintenance schedule. And I'm thinking, well, that's interesting because it's right in my owner's manual. So what? it's going to be interesting to see what kind of maintenance schedule they give me if it matches what the dealer. Do you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I know what's going to happen. Okay, it, it, you bought a new Jeep. Yes. And and actually we bought one of those new Gladiators mm-hmm. um, that we, we're going to tow behind the motorhome when we travel. Right. And folks, the reason why we bought the new Gladiator had to do with that Renee needs stuff to cover by junk and bring it back to Phoenix and then from Phoenix treasures go, dear treasures treasures and yes. then it goes to Payson to the workshop where all the elves work and they're mm-hmm. all named Mark and from there <laughs> oh, it, it goes stop it. It, it goes from there <laughs> to a place called Fancy Finds in Pace or in Pine where where her boutique stuff is sold mm-hmm. and so um it, it the, it held, it then that Jeep Renegade Rubicon no the Jeep uh, Gladiator Rubicon got to mm-hmm. get it all right mm-hmm. it has a bed but what's nifty is is the tailgate and the cover lock mm-hmm. when you lock the truck yes so you can put your treasures and treasures inside there and lock it up right but it also has four doors and the back seats flow down fold down which gives you more room for your treasures i was thinking you know most of the time i call it junk but i'm calling it (laughs) treasures right now for just (laughs) self-preservation yeah exactly so so in in your right you're already getting paraphernalia from the dealership of one we love Mm -hmm. but out here they're talking about we think you should follow this and the owner's manual is going to be completely different and the folks have a tough time trying to decide right i suggest that the person that made the owner's manual and the and made your car knows more about when it needs to have an oil change and when it needs to have this done and this done and this done than anybody else. Right. And yeah. and so that's why the default is, and they're going to say, well, wait a minute, you're in Arizona. And they say, well, why don't you order me an Arizona owner's manual? Mm. There is no such thing. Right. There's not one for Montana. There's not one for Idaho, for the real cold places, Alaska. Mm-hmm. And there's not one for Arizona and the I-10 corridor. There's just not there. Right. So stick to the one in your glove box and you'll be fine. We got a caller. Who might that be? Say good morning to Alan. Alan, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. Yes, I'm doing fine. My my wife has said she loved me this morning, so I think I'm on tall cotton. Hey, John, not that. Yep. I got a question, but I got a Dodge Dakota. It's a 2004, and I got okay. a check engine light comes on, and I took it and analyzed it, and it says, they told me it's, I've got a bad catalytic converter. Well... Then he went off, and then uh, for about two months, then he comes back on again. 
Okay. Okay. And, let me uh, first of all let me tell you that the code doesn't tell you you have a catalytic converter problem the code is labeled catalytic converter because the computer can only guess so what has to happen is, is we have to perform some tests to verify the cat is working or not working if you want to know you if your catalytic converter and and let me ask you a question does is your car driven as if it was owned by grandma moses and goes to the store every once in a while but hasn't been on the freeway at 70 or 80 miles an hour maybe only once a month or once every couple months is it driven yeah. kind of most around town okay all right yeah. um all right let me let me tell you this not too long ago a guy called me and he said he had an old Chrysler and he said he had a $2300 estimate for the entire exhaust system on his old Chrysler and he asked me if I thought that was fair. And I said, no, I don't think it's fair. Where do you live? And he said, I live in East Mesa. And I said, I want you to go to Mesa Muffler. It's a shop I've been dealing with since 1968. They're on their third generation of, of kids that go, went from daddy or grandpa to daddy to now kids. And he calls me back and he says, you're not going to believe this. I had an estimate of 2300 and they did the entire system for $750 the entire system. So yeah. I, I I think what needs to happen is, and Mesa Muffler is capable of determining if your catalytic converter is bad. If it's bad, they'll give you a price for a new one, and they can install it right then and right there. But there's a strong possibility that you just need to have your grandson take that thing out on the highway at least once a month and just give it a whirl mm-hmm. or something like that. Because it's yeah. not uncommon for us, and we have lots of senior citizens as customers of ours that don't drive a lot. We're right across the street from Ahwatukee and, and Mountain Park Ranch, and we've got lots of those kinds of cars. And sometimes we just put one of our drivers in it and said, put it in third gear and drive it down the freeway 10 miles and turn around and come back. And that buys us a whole lot of time. We're kind of cleaning up the exhaust while we do that because Grandma Moses isn't doing that herself. Does that make sense? It sure okay. does. Alrighty. Well, listen, Alan. Thank you very much. Mesa Muffler is the place I would I would suggest you make an appointment and have them look at your catalytic converter and tell them you did have a code for that. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The nine sixty The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey dot com. It's your voice of reason twenty four seven. What is really going on in the real estate market? This is a question we get almost every day. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3, right here on 960 The Patriot. This isn't some one-hour real estate infomercial. Arizona Real Estate Matters covers what is happening today in our real estate market. We discuss the current and ever-changing real estate facts and statistics that affect the largest purchase that you'll probably ever make. So for the most up-to-date real estate information affecting the real estate market today, tune in to Arizona Real Estate Matters every Sunday from 2 to 3, right here on 960 The Patriot. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. 
Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. In your car, at home, on the job. AM Radio has more than 8 million listeners each month. For more than a century, AM Radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. Everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem here. My wife is here. We've been in business together working on cars and handling the paperwork and dealing with the telephone since 1979. So, mm-hmm. Renee, Renee has quite good skills on, on the telephone. Uh, but in reality, a lot of times those phone calls are just an exchange of information. Guys don't answer questions real well. They only want to tell you things. Okay. Women are much better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Women are much better. Does this vibration shake the seat of your pants or the steering wheel? And the guys won't tell you because they don't know. Or they do tell you, and the, or they'll say, oh, no, it, it's a drive shaft. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't ask you that. Is yeah. this the seat of your pants or is this the steering wheel? And, 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 folks, the reason why is the seat of your pants is the back of the car and the steering wheel is in front of your car. And I'm asking you where the vibration is coming from. That's why, that's why we have that conversation. Yes. All righty. Uh, Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil was around when Barney Fife was working on cars. Barney Rubble was his assistant. And when automatic transmissions first came out, Phil was a part of that group that had to work on those things that we all hated. 
But today, he's a premier transmission repair, replacement, rebuilding company. And he's been around in Phoenix since 1968. 40th Street in Washington. It's called Automatic Transmission Exchange. It's a good guy, and he's a good transmission shop. Let's go to the phones, and let me see. I have the wrong paper in front of me. We're going to go to Spencer. Spencer, good morning. Yeah, good morning. I'm sitting here looking at my manual as far as oil change schedule, and it's got me doing an oil change at 5000 Seventy-five, ten thousand, fifteen. Uh, you know, it, it seems like uh, all the time. Fifteen thousand, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-five, thirty. I mean, the specs of uh, synthetic oil. If it's ten thousand, I know you're a big proponent of following the manual for schedule and uh, service and stuff, but it seems kind of contradictory what, for what the no, Nissan your manual is. Of. Your manual is, um, are you in the manual, and, and forgive me, uh-huh. but in the manual, it'll, see, it'll say miles or months. I want you to go by right. miles. Okay. So it shows, the, it shows an oil change with a synthetic oil, but there's no rhyme or reason for the mileage intervals, 5, 15, 25, anything like that? Uh-huh. No rhyme okay. or reason. It's just, they, yeah, it, it doesn't say synthetic. It just says oil change. Okay, what does it tell you what kind of weight you should be using? Zero twenty. Okay, well that's a synthetic. Yeah, that's exactly. a full synthetic. Yeah, isn't that's it? a that's so a full dog. like I said, they're wanting uh five thousand, seventy five, ten, fifteen, uh twenty. Okay, but, but 5075 well, stop for a minute. It, I mean, okay. it, I'm not doubting your word, but you're saying twenty five gets five to seventy five hundred, and then the next one was ten. And then the next one was 15. And so the, uh, there's there's a wide variation of mileage in between those stopping points that you, you've got. I don't, what kind of, what kind of car is it? 2021 Nissan Versa. Bought it for okay. I, yeah. Um, I, I am a certified expert in oil. And if I were you, um, you, I might do that first oil change at five. Just because you're going to shed some metal at five, the first 5,000 miles, especially if you let your kid take it on a date. So you're going to rev that motor up, and you're going to, you're going to shed some metal. So let's change it at five, and after that, you can go ten to 15,000. It's, it's up to you. I don't know that I'd go longer than 15,000 in a year's period of time, but, but it's kind of like one year of 15,000 miles. That, that's kind of, and if you feel better at 10, then do 10. But don't do 3 and don't do 5 and don't do 7,500 if you're going to put a zero twenty in it. The oil will last longer than that. That's all. Well, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you on that. You've always mm-hmm. said that. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you always say follow your schedule on, your, on your, what the manual says. You yeah, co- that's, you, that's you really, caught me with my pants down. Yeah, we're uh, going to have to look into that because yeah. that's really weird. And that's not a printed thing that the dealer gave you. That's actually the book that came with the vehicle. Correct. Yeah. Factory. Okay. That's See, interesting. That's, we've never heard heard that before. Mm-mm. And frankly, what we do at our shop and a lot of guys, other guys do too, is they'll actually take the owner's manual out of the car when the customer comes. Then they'll open up the owner's manual. We'll go over it with them. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. then we'll dog ear the page for the oil changes and stuff. Um, I'd be interested, not right now, but I'd be interested in knowing what the fluid changes are based on that manual for coolant and transmission. Mm-hmm. Coolant and right. transmission. And if they have brake. So if you would look at that and then call me back, I'd like that. We got until noon. 
and, or even email you. Or you yeah. could email me yeah. that, and and I'll get your email, to, you know, while I'm on the air and stuff like that. But I'd be interested in what your Nissan manual says for the three fluids: coolant, transmission, and brake, and see what okay, they say. Okay, put me on hold, and I'll get your email, different. and then I could. Uh, oh, oh, I'll just tell you right to... now, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark. Okay with a K, at MarkSalem.com. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Jerry, I'm going to squeeze you in. How can I help you today? Terry, Jerry. Terry, I'm sorry. He can't read his I own I got a writing. 2003 <laughs> Ford Expedition with 270,000 miles on it. Um, it's When I get it hot, get it uh, up to around 60 or so, maybe a little higher. I um, Well, sometimes even lower, but most pronounced at high speed. Uh, I get a hesitation. It uh, feels like a misfire or something. I have no code. Um I cleaned out the mass airflow sensor, and I changed the fuel filter. I'm wondering what else could it be? It could be a lean condition because it, what I hear you saying is is that it's related to speed and throttle. And so yeah. when you're doing 60, 70 miles an hour, it, you're using and you're pushing a whole lot more fuel forward, and the motor's consuming a lot more fuel. And so I would think that that would have something to do with a lean condition. Um, a fuel filter? low fuel pressure um now let me ask you if you tromp that big dog to the floor does it get up and take off no not really it'll, it'll hesitate it'll fall if you mean from face. 70 if you mean from 70 and like i try to accelerate and go around somebody really quick it'll definitely uh-huh. hesitate Okay, I'm thinking fuel pressure. That's the first thing that I'd want to do is is I'd want to hang a fuel gauge on there and and bring it up underneath the hood and tape it to the windshield and watch the fuel pressure as I drove it. If you have a repair shop, call them and ask them if you can rent their gauge for a day or two. Well, I mean, shops cool. do that all okay. the time, especially for customers that they have in their files and stuff. So, you know, plug it in, tape it to the dash, tell them you'll be responsible so nobody will steal it. Don't leave it there. Open the hood, drop it down, and shut the hood and stuff like that when you're going to work and stuff. But but that's what I'd be looking at is fuel pressure because the demand is higher with RPMs and speed, and you're talking about a problem that is RPM and speed caused, and I think it's fuel. All righty. Well, bottom line is... One more question. Bottom line is then fuel pumps don't go completely bad all at once. They can go bad a little bit at a time and just that go low pressure. No, no. 95% of them will fail, will just drop below the threshold, and, and, they, and a lot of times the motor won't start. I'm talking about a 1 in 100 or a 1 in 1,000 fuel pumps. But, but more than likely, the decline of fuel pressure is more related to the fuel filter. So if I took the fuel filter off and I was working on your car, I'd take the old one off and I'd shake all the out of it and I'd put my lips on the inlet side of it and I'd, and I'd blow as hard as I could. And if it felt like it was Louis Armstrong blowing a trumpet, remember when his cheeks got really big? And, and I have a hard time blowing through it. I'd have the new one in my other hand and I'd put it up to my lips and I'd blow through it and it'd go, and then I'd say, it's plugged, and I'd be done. So you could do the cool. same thing. Alrighty, Terry, thank you very much. Thank you. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We have five lines open and we'll be right back. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of the Jenna Ellis show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. 
If you want to live like the wealthy, you need to think like the wealthy. Join Ference Toth each week for the Your Personal Bank Show, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Your Personal Bank is a powerful financial tool typically only shared with the ultra-wealthy by the financial industry. Learn how to gain control over your money, create tax-favored income, and access more funds over your lifetime. That's the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth, the show that can change your financial life, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over... Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree... It's huge! ...is the moment I knew that for him... You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire... Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Well, folks, there's lots of car shops in town that I like, and Auto Dynamics is one of them. I've known Chuck, and he owns uh, Auto Dynamics in Sun City, and I've known him since the 60, late 60s and early 70s. He was a gas station guy, and I was working for his best friend, and so I got to meet him and was around him. Back then in the old days, the gas station guys were a little ornery. They were just a little ornery, but there was a whole lot of what they called honka hides. And in the, in the vernacular of gas station, a honka hide was a guy that would poke a hole in your tire on the freeway when you stopped and got gas so he could sell you a tire, and he honked your hide. Your tire is called a hide. Chuck hated that moniker, and he hated that idea that people thought of him as somebody who would rip him off. But Sun City's got a good shop. It's north of Grand Avenue, west of 99th Avenue, and it's called Auto Dynamics. And if you live in that area, it's a great place to go. The phones, we're going to go to Bob. Bob, good morning. Morning, Mark. You know, on that caller with the late bottle Versa, wouldn't he just go uh-huh. by the Oil Life Monitor for his oil change anyway? You could. And, and and Renee said that, and, and she picked up on that, yeah. too. She said, doesn't he have an oil? And, and you're right. Here's here's the one thing about the oil monitor. The, the computer is keeping track of the environment your engine is running, how cold the ambient temperature is, how hot the ambient temperature is, how, how hot you get the motor, how cold you get the motor. It also monitors humidity coming into the mouth of the motor, whether it's a cold day with lots of water in the air or it's a hot day with no water in the air. So that all of that is taken into consideration with the oil life monitor. But you're exactly right. Um, the default is go by the oil change monitor. And the light that comes on is yellow. That means you don't have to stop and get an oil change that minute or that hour or even that week. And then just make sure the shop resets your light when you go in for an oil change. But you bring up a good point. The Oil Life Monitor should help them out. i got one other quick question. On a 2014 okay. GMC Sierra, my son took it in for transmission service recently. And mm-hmm. I guess they scanned the codes. And then they said he had a misfire, cylinder 4 misfire code. But he wasn't getting any check engine light. 
So at what point do you get a check engine light then if you have a misfire? Yeah, it's, all the cars are different, but there has to be some kind of a log. So if we get a flash of a misfire on number four, the computer is going to look for that repetitiously. If it doesn't see it after... Now, I'm just exaggerating here. 20,267 million cycles of the engine. It's going to throw that out and start all over. It's not uncommon for to have these kinds of codes. Although, of all the engine codes we deal with, 99 of them are hard codes where the light's on and stays on, and the other 1% is that intermittent thing. If he wanted to do something cool, then have him take number four spark plug out and put it in number three and put number three in number four and see if the code goes to the, the cylinder, the other cylinder. And if it does, he has a bad spark plug or a wire or something like that. So he could do that to kind of test the veracity of the entire check engine system. All right. Thanks. Okay. Good luck. Thank you, Chris. You're up next. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. Um, good morning. I'm getting ready to change... Uh, I'm getting ready to change the uh, plugs and spark plug wires on a 5.3. Uh, do you recommend uh, changing out the ignition coil or anything? I don't even recommend the wires unless you need to. I, I, I want to tell you something. That's just not high on my list of stuff that we sell at the shop. And, and a lot of times if there's one wire that's bad, you just buy one wire and put it back on. I don't believe that it's in, in – now – there's going to be a lot of shop owners that are going to disagree with me, and that's okay. But there's going to be a lot of them that agree with me. Spark plug wires is just not on the list of things I need to be worrying about. Um, if there's a valve cover leak, it's going to leak oil. It's going to disintegrate the wire, and it's going to have a misfire on that wire. Heck, why don't you fix the valve cover leak, and then let's just put one wire on it. And so why do we need to put a whole set of wires on it that could easily cost $200? So in your particular case, I would get spark plugs. I'd make sure they gapped them right, and I'd use a little dielectric grease in the boot, and I'd be done with it. What What about ignition coils itself? Um, no. Would that cause a mist, or um, well, the ignition you wouldn't coils recommend cause changing those out? No, not at all. No. I, let me change your question. Mark, do you make it a practice to change wires at a particular miles? No, I don't. Not on my cars, not on my customers' cars. We do as we need to. Mark, how about ignition coils? Same answer. How many ignition coils do you do? We probably do one or two a month. Would you do them all? If it's a four-cylinder, do you all do all four at one time? No, we just do the bad one. That's all. Just do the bad one. <laughs> Why would we do all of them? One tire's bad, and we're going to replace all three of them, all four of them? No, we're not. Well, some cars you have to. but <laughs> Sometimes if they don't rotate them and all that. Oh. Well, or if they're the specific size that you have to have. I forget what that's called, but you have to have the same size on every tire? Yes. 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 Okay. But but we can get the same size. Okay. We can get the same tire. Right. It, we could change just one. But, okay. but but you're right. There are certain conditions that it makes it difficult, and you have to do all of them. But you don't have to do all the fan belts at once. No. And you don't have to do all the coils at once. You don't have to do all the plugs at once. Or, I mean, you could do Does whatever. Does he have a miss? Yeah. Is this because you have a miss, Chris? Uh, yeah. And like you said, it probably could be a wire. Okay. Um but a plug misfire is is altogether different. It's it's not a real common issue that the plug is blamed for an ignition misfire. But if you wanted to do it, you could do this. You could do this. Why don't you swap the coil with the one next to it and flip the two of them? Why don't you do that and see okay. if the problem moves right. with the coil? Okay. So swap the two of them and see if the problem moves to the other cylinder and see what happens. 
Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and have a great okay. day. All right. You bet. You bet. Um, and that was Chris, and we've got David. David, you're up next. Thank you for holding. How can I help you? Yes, I've got a 2012 Ford Focus. Uh, sometimes when I start up from a stop, it kind of shudders. And I don't, I don't okay. see an oil or a transmission dipstick in there, so I can't tell what's going on. Okay. Um, is it is it always cold first thing in the morning and doesn't do it throughout the day as you use it? Or is it, temp- let me put you, is it temperature related? Is it just when it's doesn't cold and never be. again? Doesn't seem to be, no. Okay. How many miles are on it? Uh, 100,000. Okay. The, you, a low fluid level doesn't have the symptoms that you have. The low okay. fluid level, as you turn a corner, the fluid, the fluid sloshes to one side. You suck a little bit of air. You go into neutral for a second, the blink of an eye, and then you go back to load. So, but, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't have somebody check the transmission fluid level. Um, I want you sound, to manually it try. It doesn't feel like it's going into neutral. It just kind of shudders like that. Chugs. Okay. Can you manually shift it? Can you take control of it by pulling your shifter down uh, into the very bottom detent, and then there's a button that's up and down that you could shift from first to second? Can you manually shift your transmission? I'm not sure, but it, it doesn't it doesn't last long enough to really do anything. You know, it just okay. and then it's okay, and I drive it around for a while, and that's why it'll come back again. Okay. All right. Well, at 100,000 miles, I, I would be, if you wanted to guess, I would go ahead and service it. If it's never yeah. been serviced, I don't, and it's probably got a filter, and, and then you have two. We pull the pan to get what's in the pan and a filter, and then we flush the system because there's a whole lot of more fluid in the cooler and in the transmission than what comes out of the pan. So we may only do four yeah. quarts with the pan, but if we do a flush, the total is 10 quarts, 11 quarts, 12 quarts. So if it's two separate operations, two separate operations. So we pull the pan, do the filter, put it back on. Then we hook up our flush machine, and then we start it up. Somebody sits on it. We spin the tires. It's up on the hoist, and he goes through drive, reverse, and this and that. And he just runs it through its gears, and then the machine is pushing old out and new in. And then when you're done, you have 100% of your fluid is clean. If you wanted to do that, then I'd do that. Okay? All right. Thank you very much. All righty. And we got another caller. Who might that be? Say good morning to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, folks. Good to speak with you. This morning yes, is cool. a general one. Uh, I have some issues with, uh, with the newer car, 2019. It has a collision avoidance system. You know, and it works pretty well. You know, you can use the smart cruise control to set the distance between you and a vehicle in front and all that kind of stuff. But what I've noticed is that this thing uh, can cause some real problems. And I don't know if you ever dealt with it or, you know, maybe people that are looking to buy these cars may not realize it. But that thing doesn't drive the way you do. And what I mean by that is... Hey, Gil, are we losing him or is it I'm losing him? Uh, yeah, is there was a, a slight breakup, but um, you're still on the air, and he's still on the line. Okay. okay. Can, can you hear me now? Okay. Yes, yes. Continue on. You okay. said it doesn't act. It doesn't. It, it what doesn't, it does. The collision it, avoidance system doesn't drive the way you do. Um, you know, it'll well, uh, stop for things 
that, that you wouldn't even think about touching the brake for. You, and what I mean by that, right. when I when I when I first bought the car, uh, you know, I thought, wow, this is pretty slick. You know, I mean, I can do the lane keeping assist and the collision avoidance thing. I mean, hell, I'm an old guy. I could probably have a heart attack and with a full tank of gas, this thing would run till it ran out of gas if I was out on the freeway. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going through the deck park tunnel one day. There's a construction truck in front of me pulling a trailer and a piece of this uh, plastic that they, you know, they stick on the back of, uh, you know, insulation and stuff like that. A piece of plastic blew off this thing. Now, this truck's about 50 yards ahead of me. And in the tunnel, you know, a lot of air going through. This thing is flipping over and up and around. It came down in front of my car, and I wouldn't even have thought about touching the brake, but this collision avoidance system read a, an object in front of me and slammed on the brakes, and I almost got rear-ended in that tunnel for something that I knew wasn't going to be a problem, but the car didn't recognize that. You're right. I've had that happen and before because my old car had that it, too. It, it's scary. It was, the, it was the scariest thing ever. And I took it back to the dealer and said, hey, you guys, uh, uh, can you adjust the sensitivity on this? And they all kind of stood around looking at me like cows chewing grass. And I said, okay, I guess not. And then it happened to me again going up uh, going up the beeline uh, between Payson and Pine. You know, you got some pretty close rock walls there, especially when you get up around Strawberry. And it started reading, uh, you know, different times a day, it started reading that rock wall, and I had to turn it off. It, it's either on or it's off, but apparently there's no way to adjust it. Um, oh, well, I didn't know if you it, guys had, do you guys have any idea if, if, if those things can be adjusted? They can't. They can't. Okay. It, it, but but it, it is a constant moving target, and it's going to get better, and here's why. The car goes in and you crash. And the first right. thing the dealer wants is his software. We want to see the crash data. Sure. So we want to see sure. what happened. And so they're going they to look at this. They want to see if it was on. Yeah. But it's not. It, it, yeah, it's self-preservation. But they're going to send it to the gurus that write the software. The problem is is they can't tell the difference between a big piece of plastic and a five-year-old kid that just jumped off a bridge in front of you. They can't tell you the difference. And so we're asking this car to make decisions for us. And if you and I... You and I, Steve, were the software engineers on here. We would always err to the safe side. Sure, absolutely, and, so, and I understand that. But it's just—I think people buy these cars, and they maybe have an unrealistic either an unrealistic expectation, or they just flat out don't know, like I did. That no, okay, this is this uh, is one of the things that can happen. Okay, but I'm going to disagree with you because I can't tell you how many cars and how many times my customers and I've worked for insurance companies for lots of years and I've talked to people who the collision avoidance system saved them from a crash saved them from a crash so yes what you're talking about that piece of plywood that blows off that piece of cardboard that the truck in front of me kicks up in front of me you got all that going on that there is um if you go on the internet, you'll probably figure out some way to have, to disable the collision avoidance system by just disconnecting one of the sensors. And typically, you disconnect the sensor. The system goes into limp mode, and or it goes into no, I'm not going to work mode, and, and you have a light on. That's all. You could disable it. You could put that on the toggle switch if that's what you want it to do, and just turn it off every time you get in or whatever. Or you're stuck with disabling it every time you get into the car. Did Alan ever disable yours? No, he okay. didn't. Okay. But I, I know exactly what he's talking about. All right. 602 508 0960, and we'll be back. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.